Hi, everybody, and welcome to the End of Sales podcast. I'm joined by Ross and John. How are you both? Very good, mate. Good, good, good to, good to hear it. And good to be back. It is good. Good to be back talking to Sally again as well. It's been a long time since you've been last on, John, so good to have you back again. And also the people in the comments, we've got Alistair Dag, Anthony, Ryan Kelly's in, Phil McGinley. And just to kind of talk about this wee second, Alistair Dag said he'd love to see El show the Champions League rewind that Anthony done. But unfortunately, at the moment, it's down due to copyright, but hopefully we're going to get that sorted out. And then uh, firstly, I want ridiculous. I want to come to John. There has been some changes within the channel, so over to you. Uh, just firstly, the Champions League thing. I apologise about that. Like we, we what we've done is we added the Champions League intro for like two thousand one uh, at the start of the episode, and YouTube's <clears throat> immediately picked it up and gave us a complete. They've the blocked the video completely, so uh, on copyright grounds. So what we're we're trying to fight that, and uh, UEFA they are at it, mate. It's fucking ridiculous for a, for a twenty year old thirty second clip. Peace, peace. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Brown Warrior, cheers for that, mate. Hector, <laughs> uh, <I> saw... <laughs> so just a couple of like, as people probably who watch us regularly know, now, um, we had a thousand subscribers, so big, massive thanks to everybody who's continued to support us and subscribe and everything else. Uh, obviously, with that. that Hi, Ross. Just <laughs> point at the middle of your screen, mate. Uh, no. <laughs> um, bye. So, as people know, uh, when you hit the thousand subscriber mark, you can apply to become a YouTube partner. Now, I know a lot of people have got reservations about podcasts and stuff like that becoming YouTube partners because they think they're selling out or whatever the case may be, but that's not the case. With everything that we do and everything we put out and f- f- now and forever will be free. Like, we're never going to do anything contrary to that but what we have done is we we're going to take advantage of the monetization thing obviously because it gives us an opportunity to make even if it's a small amount at no cost to you it gives us an opportunity to make some it's going to take ages to make anything worthwhile but it is better than nothing and anything we can get to reinvest back into the podcast to continue creating quality content is obviously a good thing for for us Uh, but there is the opportunity if people can afford it we know things are the cost they live in at the minute is an absolute fucking joke but if anybody can afford it you can get a membership to the channel now uh, cost 99 pence a month um, whatever the case may be if, if, if you can afford that again entirely optional we're never going to ask anybody <coughs> to, 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 to pay for anything so I just want to again just say that those options are now available thanks to anybody uh, who takes them up but again it, the main thing is is you guys just coming here and, and spending the night with us when we're when we're on and, and continuing to support us. So cheers for that. Definitely. And the reason why we got the 1K was you guys as well. So as, as John said, big thank you. And your, your speech kind of echoed a bit of WWE there. They're like, nah, learn forever. Always free. Love it. Good eye reference. Yeah. But here, <laughs> we'll get we'll get stuck right into the, the Celtic chat and obviously the Rapid Vienna again. I'll, I'll start with you, John, because uh, Roscoe down the bottom didn't get a chance to watch. Just before you, I do what I bought. Anybody who's looking at this, this guy's screen, he, he doesn't know how to fix it, and I apologise for the low quality. It's like, shut nice. up, will you? They can hear Robin, me. It's supposed to be a professional lines. <laughs> they can hear me, and that's good enough, right? We're all right. We're flying. We're up and going here. But John, as I was going to say, Ross didn't get a chance to see the game, but he's seen the highlights <laughs> and the goals, of course. But again, this Rapid Vienna game friendly in all terms, but it definitely didn't look that way. They were both teams were getting stuck in. Obviously, there was a bit of needle there. Obviously, previous games, the famous battle game and stuff, and replayed in Europe and all that kind of who has well about it. But just as we always do, a quick overview of the game from your point of view. How was it before we get into the goals and things? Yeah, but it's scrappy. I mean, but early pre-season, I don't think anybody expected anything less. A much bigger step up as well in terms of level of opposition compared to uh, Victoria Vina, who who we destroyed. Aye, I, I think it was always going to be a pretty tense affair anyway, just because, like you say, is the history between the two clubs. Uh, and you've you seen that when you were watching it. It was a bit scrappy. There was quite a lot of players were taking digs at one another. Uh, <laughs> mate, it's so bad, eh? I've no um, idea. But aye, it's, it, it, it was... 
I mean, I wasn't expecting... The, the thing is, for pre-season, for me, it's just an opportunity to get guys' minutes back in their legs, get back up to match fitness again. So I don't take too much stock in the results or performances at this stage, uh, especially given the fact it's only the second game. But, I mean, by all accounts, it was a pretty scrappy, pretty... I mean, it wasn't the best game to watch. Mm. But, I mean, there was a few goals... <clears throat> We, there were some moments where we, we played really good football and there were some where we were quite terrible. Um, but, again, it's pre-season and it's very early doors, I don't think. And the amount of changes as well that Postacoglu was making through that side in both halves, I, I think you'd be you'd be absolutely mental to expect anything. Like, I don't know what people were expecting, but I've seen a lot of comments. I'll leave it at that. Never going to live this down here, this whole... And Shaquille, whenever I still can't get it into my head, right? Just leave it be. Shaquille, it's Shut absolutely up. astonishing. <laughs> but John, <clears throat> I do agree with what you're saying. <clears throat> In terms of the game quality, wasn't great to be honest. There was a healthy crowd there, which is probably the expected. Obviously, with the history, Ross, and you've seen the goals. Let's be honest, and you haven't mm-hmm. seen the press there before the podcast, but. In, t- in terms of the Celtic goals, starting with, what was like the pick, pick of the bunch for yourself? Um, well, I, I wouldn't say there was any one that, that stood out more than the other. I thought... <laughs> I thought that uh, the, the three goals were all good goals. You could look at, obviously, O'Reilly's one, and he, he takes it as O'Reilly does, with confidence and a bit of class. It's a classy finish, he just passes it into the corner. Kyogo, similar, a good touch, and another, again, it's it's a calm finish passed into the corner. But then you look at the Turnbull one, I'm sure it's, I, I might be wrong, I think it was maybe Carter Vickers that played the ball over the top, uh, and then Kyogo picks it up out wide, puts a good ball in, and Turnbull is doing what Turnbull does, good support and run, getting into a good area, and he gets his goal. Uh, it, I was going to say it's not the most difficult finish. It wasn't an easy finish, but he gets into the position and get, gets his goal. And it, they're all good goals in their own right. Different types of goals. And that just sort of... That's what Celtic's season was like last year. They scored all types of goals and that, that the goals in that game were no different. Well, we're laughing at the best 16. <laughs> Aye, stop it. Stephen, Stephen's stop recording it. on a, a mega drive. <laughs> Go ahead, Ross. As you were saying, Aye, I was basically just saying that the, the goals that they, they scored they were all different types. They were all types of goals, and that's what a lot of Celtic season was built on last year. They, they scored all types of goals, for pretty much all over the pitch, bar Starfield, uh, and the the other day was no different. Yeah, I think as well, there were some quality finishes. I think O'Reilly, John, took his goal really well. Ballon left corner was kind of caressing. And I actually wanted to have a, a bit of a debate about this. O'Reilly and Turnbull, both of them, both our attacking midfielders scored. And usually it was either one or the other. Obviously, Rodzik was in the mix last season. Turnbull was out until the end of the season and he got a few games and stuff. But getting into it, O'Reilly, Turnbull, who would you prefer at the moment? Obviously, Turnbull's been linked with a move to West Ham. I think rumoured £10 million, but that's kind of fell in ashes. There hasn't really been no discussion about that in a couple of weeks. But at, at this present moment, who would you begin with in a, in a season into the Champions League? Who would you be your main starter? Out of the two, uh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. I, listen, I, I rate Turnbull and I think he, 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 like, that when we first started doing this, that, that season we lost to 10, he was a standout despite the fact that the season was absolute mince. Uh, and he had, by all accounts, he had a fantastic season last season. Um, I think the, with, with Roger uh, leaving, uh, it, it's opened up the doors for both of them to get a lot of game time because we know Ange likes to rotate. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see a mixture between um, Hatati, Turnbull, O'Reilly, um, and possibly even Eddie Gucci um, in the mix as well. But I would start, I, I suspect, or, or, or my feeling is that Postacoglu would probably uh, start with O'Reilly. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it's great to see them both scoring. And like Kyogo getting in the mix again, being back in, I think you made a great point. And he, he laid on Turnbull for his goal and then Turnbull returned to favour us. And then you look at it with the likes of Mieta starting, Jala was starting, Yakimakis. I think our attack intent was for clear to see. We'll get into the defensive side of things later on in the show. But in terms of what you've seen from the goals and things, and people are still giving me grief in the comments on my camera, I have no idea what it looks like. 
on my screen it looks it looks fine. But looks already terrible. in Turnbull, it can it can bode well for a good season choosing between them two, doesn't it? You're actually, he's actually lagging now, I think, as well, John. Aye, no, I listen, no, I, <laughs> no, I think you are because you were you were talking to me and then it was it's like one of the dubbed karate movies for years ago. <laughs> Did you hear what I said, but uh, yeah, you, so you basically asked me about uh, O'Reilly and Turnbull, essentially. Be, like a great um, rota- rotation option between them. Aye, we're both getting on the score side. I, I think it's that, that. That's what the majority of our squad it's going to be like. I think uh, obviously you, you look at the left back and the right back positions. The, the goalkeeper, I think, will be rigid. The centre half position uh, partnership, sorry, will be rigid. But I think. For the most part, throughout the, the the season, that the rest of the the team will be like chop and changed to like like we've said before to to play the fixture. Uh, but uh, if you ask me right now, who I would I would say has got the slight edge between Turnbull and O'Reilly, then I would have to agree it would be O'Reilly. Uh, I just think he's got a bit more about him. He's all round game, but. When when I first heard that rumour about um, Turnbull maybe going to West Ham for £10 million, I, initially I thought, I mean, still, you can't. £10 million is not to be sniffed at for Turnbull. But I think where where the squad is at the moment, I know we're, we are quite stacked in the middle of the park. I, I think that if we did let Turnbull go, I think it would be fairly difficult to replace him. <laughs> What's happening here? What's... Just keep going. This is uh, absolutely uh, shambolic. Eh, can't even mind what I was saying there. Thought you I were was saying about O'Reilly and stuff being a great option. You choose O'Reilly. 100%. No, I, I was, I was talking about Turnbull, and the, if he did go to West Ham, I, I was thinking initially that ten million for him, you, you couldn't. Even, that's not to be sniffed at, but. I, th- I think if we let him go at the moment, the way the, the squad is, we are stacked in the middle of the park. But I, I still think he'd, he'd be a difficult player to replace, but purely because now I know McGregor can probably pay, play a bit further forward. But if if we only if if we lost Turnbull, that w- that would mean we'd lost Turnbull and Rogic, and I think that's that's difficult to lose the two of them. I think I I, I wouldn't want to let Turnbull go at this stage. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want Turnbull let Turnbull go at this stage. I think it's it's a tough one. Uh, he's he, he's no the first choice, but I think for me it's between him and O'Reilly for that sort of more advanced berth out of the three. Uh, and then you can look at McGregor; he can play that, but I think he'll generally play that number six role. And then uh, obviously Adeguchi can come in and play that at times. But I don't. I don't think you'll see. I think you'll see McGregor playing the six or the eight if Atati's not playing and Adeguchi comes in. But for the most part, I think he'll still play the six. So for me, if you lost Turnbull, that only gives you essentially one option in the more advanced of the three. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see Turnbull going unless I knew we were getting someday a similar ilk. If not, if we could get better, it's tough. But I would like to know that we had somebody coming in before he went. But again, I think there's a place in the squad for Turnbull and I wouldn't like to see him go. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And just to clarify, am I, am I crystal clear now? Can you see me okay? Nah, it's, it's a mess again. Yeah. Oh, right, but it's fine. as I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you make a great point regarding Turnbull. I don't want him to leave personally. He actually brought up a good point in terms of McGregor playing the six or the eight. And in the comments, there was a comment about getting the bully, the kind of center midfielder, that CDM who can break up play and play it, play it well and put it forward and stuff. John, I think that's a priority for Saturday to get over line. Obviously, we lost out in Souza, the Brazilian. But... Uh, I mean, I think we, we've all said it. And I think just the general consensus among Celtic fans is that we need a proper sort of like hardy defensive midfielder just to, to sit back. And again, what that does is it allows Calmack to move forward and then you've got another option uh, as well. And he, he's that's that's his 
preferred position as well, I think. So, aye, it's, a, it's an absolute priority we need to get somebody in. But uh, the, these reports linking us with, with Moy need to stop, man. With, with who? Moy. Alan Moy. Moy. Aaron Moy, oh, Aaron Moy, yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. Aaron, no chance. I wouldn't have Aaron Moy. Hey, he's past it. He's like thirty-one now. Uh, no, I would no agree way. that we, we need we need to be looking further afield. And, and like I said, the the the, the Sousa thing falling through is a wee bit sad because I think he's meant to be like he comes with a bit of a reputation. But I, I mean, I trust Angie. Like I think he's going to be on the ball, and I'm, I'm sure he's probably got a short list of people in that position uh, that he's looking at. Um, I just, I can't see, I mean, I know there's a link with Australia and he was linked with us at the start of the last season and that as well, but, I mean, he's no good hitting his legs to play that role in this, that, that kind of tempo that Ange plays, so it doesn't make any sense for that respect. But, I, and I mean, people will say that as well, why not get Adiguchi a chance in that role? Because yeah. I think you've got a player there who's capable, like Brian Warrior said, and, and, and like, you might as well try him there, right? Like, what have you got to lose at this point, uh, especially during preseason, and just to see what sort of feel you get uh, with, with him playing in that position? But uh, I think that I think I, I think a new player, a new signing in that in that sort of role is is paramount, though, definitely. I've seen us being linked with an Argentinian, um, Fiera. The centre defensive midfield player plays for Argentinian juniors in the league that. Burnaby came from Ross and I think Brian Moria makes a good point Idaguchi and John as well could be that man to play there but if you look at it overall maybe a centre defensive mid that bully type player as I said a bit like I mean someone come in there Stevie boy we need a brownie at the start of his career is that the type of feel that you get to fit into that system just to make a goal that extra step um, possibly I, I'm, certainly this time last year I was desperate for us to get a, a ball winning centre midfielder to come in and replace Brown. I mean, I've not seen enough of Adiguchi to say he can be that player. But to me, I think that's what he's been sort of brought in for, to play that role. Uh, I think that time will tell on that if he's going to be the man to do it. But I think what will give us a big clue if he's going to be good enough to do it is if... Ange doesn't try and get that type of player in and goes with him, then you obviously have to trust that Ange believes he he, he can do that job. Mm -hmm. I think you have to look at it as well. and we, we, Certainly for Europe, I think we need that type of player. Again, it, it might be a Gucci, uh, but certainly in Europe, I think we need that type of player to protect our, our back line and sort of break up the play and start attacks because I think we alluded to it yesterday. You find... I'm hoping that it isn't the case this time around but Celtic away from home and certainly in the Champions League they lose their heads really quick and they just they just need somebody to be that calming influence and take a wee bit of the, yep. the pressure off the defence and give them a breather and stuff because we're not we're going to be more attacking certainly but we're not going to have all of the ball like we do domestically and I think that people forget about James McCarthy, he's not been by any stretch an amazing player if he came in, but he's going to probably get a, a, a good pre-season under his belt for the first time in a long time. I'm not saying he should be in the, the first 11, no, no at all, but I think he could be a sort of quite important player for us this year in the sense that when we're maybe try to see a game out, even in Europe, domestically, whatever it may be, he can come in and shore up in front and come into a game and just break things up and start attacks and just slow things down. And I think he'll be an important player to do that. Can he Can he be the guy that is the central defensive midfielder? I'm not so sure. But we've got two options there when you look at it in the squad the now, but it's whether they're at that level that we want to get to. Time will tell on that. But uh, without knowing how good any day two could be in that role this season, I would say at this moment in time, not looking at the squad every day like Ange and the coaches and that do, I would say, aye, we do need to get a, a central defensive midfielder in. I would like that to happen. But if it doesn't, I'll trust Ange that he's 
he believes that one of the two can can do that job. I think there's something in it when the majority of our transfer rumours are linked to players who play in that role. And I think you're right to bring up McCarthy. I mean, he's all know my opinion. I think everyone, I've said it in this podcast a million times, I don't think he, he's a Celtic player. I think he got there on a kind of a favour from Dermot Desmond towards the end of his career. He don't have a hand a 31-year-old, a four-year contract who's been on, sitting on the, the injury table at Everton for two years. It doesn't make sense. But again, to counter that, there has been reports he's come into pre-season, looks sharp and he's looked fresh. So you could be right, Ross. He could come in with that experience. He could be sitting there alongside McGregor, Hatate, O'Reilly, whoever it may be, and Edoguchi as well. But I think it is vital that we do bring a kind of a midfielder with a bit of physical presence. What I noticed against Rapid Vienna was sometimes we were overrun in the middle of the park. I know it was pre-season. And it's easy for fitness and excuses to come into play there. But get into European football and them types of fixtures need someone to take a bit of scruff in the neck. And yes, Cal McGregor does that, but someone to help him would be good. And we'll get stuck into the, the defensive side of things, John. I've seen you on Twitter having a wee, <clears throat> a wee go with somebody in terms of what you fought and Aragini and stuff like that. We'll get on to him. But just to talk about the goals in general, the first goal uh, was a pass back to Joe Hart that Joe Hart misread. I think Carter Fickers hit it a bit too hard at him. Didn't get the sprint going. He got tackled. The ball was put in an empty net. Urugini caught sleeping at the, the back post for the, the next goal as well. And then Christopher Julian losing his man. We better problems there still, isn't there? Uh, I mean, as I said at the start, I'm not, I'm not taking too much stock in shit like that at this point because, like I said, it's only a second game of preseason. People, they're just coming back in. They're, they're, you're, you're just wanting to get match fitness back up. I mean, it's not about the results and, and the performances. You, you, you want players to perform, absolutely, but it's no paramount. It's like these are games that are, are set up just to get players back up to match fitness and get them sharp again. So, um, like I said, it's only a second game of preseason, so I expect that that's going to improve significantly. Uh, as for their goals, though, that that see this pass back carry on. Now I've said this numerous times um, on this podcast and on various <coughs> forums online as well. It's like I get that they, we want to build out for the back, right? Um, and I'm saying, I say it all the time, we were lucky at points last season that, that, we, that we weren't the caught out by passing it back like that because there was times where it, it was very, very close and we managed to get away with it. Um, Rapid Vienna, again, it's pre-season and, and Rapid Vienna are mm-hmm. the, the greatest side. But if you try something like that against a, a quality team like Real Madrid in Europe, man, they're going to fucking absolutely leather you. And... We need to just cut that part of the game, especially in Europe anyway. We need to cut that part of the game out. We need to stop dicing, like passing the ball about the back and letting... Because these big European teams will press us. They're, they're not going to sit back like the SPFL teams do and allow us to play out for the back. They're going to be on us for the first whistle. And again, we're going to get punished if we keep playing shit like that. And like I said, people take... I, I, it annoys me because there's a lot of Celtic fans already jump on players' back saying they don't deserve to be here, they don't this. They had a shite performance. I don't think anybody had an... I mean, Turnbull had a good game, Kyogo had a good game, but, but by and large, performances were pretty subpar for me against Rapid Vienna. And the people are jumping on people's backs at this stage is, is absolute madness. Um, I think that... We, we, I mean, we know how good... Carter Vickers is, and we, we've seen it last year. He, he's absolutely <laughs> solid, and he's one, probably one of the first names on the team sheet, right? He's guaranteed his spots cemented. But he was at fault for the, losing that first goal because he, he, he needlessly passed it back when they didn't need to. And Hart was sleeping, he wasn't expecting it, like, and, that, that, and, and we got punished for it. And this is the kind of thing that I'm saying we need to cut out because higher caliber teams are just going to, they'll take full advantage of that, and it'll, it'll be embarrassing. Um, as for the the other goals, I can't. The I think it was the second half. Bain was in goals, and yeah. again it was another ball into the box. Um, I think Bain done well. We make the save for the first one, and it came back. Uh, Julian was caught kind of sleeping again. He, he wasn't picking up his man, and he he obviously got out in front of him and and managed to hit the ball into the back in it. And the same happened again for their third goal. Um, Julian got beat. Um, but again, like Julian's not played in ages. I'm, uh, people taking far too much stock in like these sort of preseason games for me, and they just need to kind of chill out a wee bit. Yeah, hundred percent. I get what you mean. And then you got Paddy Mc, Patrick McLaughlin comes in, and needs to tell Joe in these big games to put the the ball up the GG and kicks and flick ons and things like that. But Ross, I have a different view from John. Right, and the grander who's watching, he'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Because he agrees with John in terms of passing out from the back. It's a bit 
ski with sometimes, but I think it's brave, right? With our Apostle Cogley tell us loads and loads of times they're never going to deviate from his plan. And you heard him when the players did. He was shouting. He was on their back. So the players have to do that. And you don't see the likes of Man City, the PSGs, the Real Madrids, the Barcelonas altering their style to suit a team. It's one way for them. They play that system and that's the way they go. Yes, they will get caught out sometimes. That's fair enough. Celtic will as well. But to give credit what John was saying. There was needless pass backs from Carter Fickers. There was passes to the left and to the left, to the left and right hand side of him to, to make, but he ended up going to Joe, conceded a goal, which is fair enough. There was no need for that. But it's brave to keep going like that and you learn from it. And there's no point going back to the old hoofball in Europe because it's just not good to watch. And Postacoldi, for me, is a man who won't go from them principles regardless who he tells him. I will. <laughs> I, I know exactly where John's coming from, and, and it is heart-in-the-mouth stuff at times. Uh, I, I'm a bit like yourself, Stephen, in the sense that Postacoglu, that, that's the way he wants him to play. And like, I mean, I know they've been doing it for a year now, but they're only human. They'll still make mistakes. There has to be there has to be that happy medium. Not even a happy medium. There has to be an element of understanding like when 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 it is a bit too much, you're overplaying it here. I know he's at, he's asking them to do it, and he'll take the flak, Ange. But at times you have to understand, it, it, like, and read the game yourself because you can't be coached at every second. And just sometimes you do need to get rid, or sometimes the way a game's going, where you're maybe under the cosh, you can't just keep playing out for the back all the time. You need to put it long. It's not the way we want to play. But sometimes you have to play the, the game in the, in the moment rather than just keep... But we know that they're no... Ange is not going to deviate from his principles. I'm not going to tell him how to do his job. But <laughs> there has to be... You have to get it in the middle. I, I agree with what John's saying, but at the same time, they've only been doing it a year and they, they, they have, they're going to get better and better. But... There is, I mean, it's never been Joe Hart's game. I, I wouldn't say, oh, I never watched the game, but I wouldn't say he was fully to blame for it. it I, I thought what i seen, it looked like Carter Vickers. Had, it, I think it, for the highlights, what i seen, it looked like it was Carter Vickers' only option at the time because he was, he was put under pressure by the the Rapid Vienna player. He sort of, if he gets the pass right, we're not talking about it, but he's overhurt the pass. And that's so. Actually, it wasn't the style, in a sense. It was just that he didn't execute the pass right, and then Joe Hart thought he had it under control. You could see him pointing to whoever the other defender was. I'm, I'm going to get this and play it to you, kind of thing. But then, the sometimes it happens. The 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 striker slides in, wins wins it, and it just makes both Carter Vickers and Hart look very silly. But yeah. it's it's. It's going to happen at times. Last season, we went through an entire season playing that way. There was a couple of hairy moments. We maybe, what, I don't even know if we conceded two, three goals due to the way we were playing. I think most of the goals we conceded were set pieces. Uh, and I go back to what I've said previously. I do understand that a lot of the support think we we aren't very good at defending set pieces, and there there is an element to that. But I think that most of the goals that Celtic lose domestically are going to be for set pieces because the the domestic teams are not going to play through us. They don't get enough of the ball, and they they, they live off of set pieces against us. You're going to concede goals for set pieces, but I understand that. Well, they've conceded another one for a corner. Uh, they need to get a bit better, but I think it, on the face it, it always <coughs> looks a bit worse because the teams we're playing against like live off his set pieces against us. Yeah, 100%. It's all about that second <coughs> ball, isn't it? Fight for that, they'll get the free kick and pump it into the box and then hope for the best and everything. Strains of the doctor, playing out from the back is the way to go, so we just need to keep working it until they become second nature, pumping the ball to the park in the reserve case of emergency pre-season. Nope. And John, coming to yourself, you did mention a few names there, and Alistair Jack actually said it further up the comments. Sorry, I can't find it, Alistair. That Chris Julian needs to get the out of the club because he, he wasn't good enough, basically. 
And I talked I, I talked about Uruguay and Julian in the last podcast, obviously after the game when we smashed that team seven 0 And I said, who would you rather prefer, partner and Vickers until um, Star Falcons back? I picked Uruguay, but on the basis of what I've seen, I have to agree with much of reading on on Twitter and things like that. I don't think both of them are good enough for Celtic Football Club. The step up and the opposition really showed, in my opinion. Julian's looked really slow. Like I said, that style doesn't suit him. At points in the match, he was playing up front. He was, wasn't tracking back to help his uh, centre-back partner out. Uruguay got caught out twice in terms of run-up the goals. The, the second one was basically his fault for sleeping on the back post. And I know you're a big fan of Uruguay. You think there's a player in there, but what's your opinion of what you've seen and what you've heard so far? I, the comments regarding his performance are ridiculous because Carter Vickers didn't have a good game either. And I don't see anybody saying... Oh, he's 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 he shouldn't be wearing the jersey. He was pish. Like he was at fault for for the first goal with the pass back and that. And and like I said, Uriquidi has been on loan in Belgium for six or so months. It was half a season he was away, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And and you're playing in an entirely different system in an entirely different country under an entirely different manager. You're coming back straight into pre-season with Celtic, and you're trying to adapt again to Angie's tactics, Angie's style of football, the pace, the pressing, and all that. It's going to take time, and that's what these preseason games are for. People are far too judgmental and far too quick to jump on a player's back and say, "So and so is the fit to wear the jersey." Like Urugiri, he's been getting it, he's been getting it tight, and I, I, don't, I don't understand it at all because when when we were playing competitive football last season and he got his chance against Batisi, he was superb, he was phenomenal. Um, and like I said, these guys, who, who, who what was that? Stevie Boy. It's on the screen now. Aye, aye, spot on. Sorry, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the I like I said, the, the it's only the second game of preseason. I think Urigidi was the only player on the park that played the ninety minutes, and like the fact that he got the ninety means that Andrew obviously wants to get the time in his legs. And and like I said, I think he's he, he definitely looks a player. He's, he's solid on the ball. He made a few mistakes, like everybody did. But people on the jump on Carter Vickers back for for the but mistakes. That's different. No, it's not no, because you're gaining you're gaining somebody a pass because they performed well last season, and then you're you're jumping on the back of a guy who's not a, who, he's he's barely wore the jersey, saying he's not good. Agree enough. with that. You're bang on, John. I agree with that. I, it just doesn't make sense for me. Like, there's been uh, so many players come through the doors at Celtic Park and don't get an opportunity for for whatever reason. They're maybe not given games, but see when they're given a chance, and in pre season, and people are attacking them and jumping on their back. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And that, the same goes I mean, for Julian as well, by the way, because we know how good Julian was. See, before his injury, before he smashed his knee, he was on. He was he was superb in defence. He was an absolute rock, and not a single person in that club would have been like, "I don't want Julian in the playing for Celtic." He gets injured. He's out for a significant period of time. He tries to get back. There's a lot of talk about this shite that, that reports that I think they, they translated some fucking French interview that he done, and as the Scottish mainstream media day, they like to print a lot of shite regarding. Oh, he said he doesn't know what to be here. He wants to move on. Move on. Like, fuck off, man. Don't get me started on Scottish media. But listen, <laughs> I, there's, still a, there's, still, there's still a player in Julian, and, and it's absolutely ridiculous to state otherwise. Did they have a good game the other day? No. A lot of players didn't, as I say. But if he's given time and he's given the opportunity, then I've, you, you go to give him the chance, and I firmly believe he'd come good. The same as we said with Starfield. Everybody was on Starfield was back after two or three games last season, and knew they're like, "No, oh, Starfield, Starfield's the man." He needs to, like, it's just madness that we're so Celtic fans are, are very, very guilty, and I've said this before, and I might get a bit of backlash for it, but they need to just chill out. They're so fickle, and I think we're <laughs> we're guilty of being spoiled because for the past. <laughs> <laughs> For the, past, for the past decade, we've dominated, right, in the league and everything else. And I think there's a lot of younger generation of Celtic fans that are coming through who have known nothing but success. So the second things look a wee bit bleak or there's a wee bit different to what they're used to. The first thought is to say, he's not good enough, get him out, we need to do this, we need to do that. And this, like this, that, and the next thing. It's just madness to me that we're attacking players second game of pre-season. For what? No, I mean, I, again, I'm not attacking players. And before I actually address, I'm not saying I'm not saying you though. It, I, no, I'm, I know. I'm just I, generally, like you see, it, it's people... the the knee jerk reaction at times I... to to one bad performance or one mistake. There needs to be an element of calm 
Yeah, 100%. And just before I get into it again, Anthony Dunn points out that it's great discussion from the boys so far and within the comments section too. Use our good bonds. 100% agree. It's great to see everyone getting involved in the debate. And Brian Warrior saying to me as well that Celtic scouted to them with the best stats in, in the French League and things. I 100% get that. David Ferguson, <laughs> Ross, he, he's kind of in alignment with me. Doesn't matter how good Julian was. He's not good enough now and he won't fit into Anza's system. But David, again, that's but what... David, come answer this question, right? You're saying it doesn't matter how good Julian was because up until his injury, it was superb. He's not good enough now based on what... Where's that basis coming from? Is it because he's not played? Is it because you've not seen him playing for a while? Is it because he's coming back for a serious ligament injury that you don't think he's good enough? Like what? what where's the justification for saying he's not good enough? I think he's in the similar uh, train of thought as Stephen in that I, I don't think... He, you don't think he, he suits Angie's style? Yeah, well, I, I think I, that's I don't what think... David's. Sorry, Based on what though, have you, seen, have you seen him play many games in that in that format? Under in I that am not saying. Uh, uh, no, I, I'm just. I, I'm, I'm only asking. The, I'm only asking the question because. Don't this fucking is... come at me. <laughs> am I here? Am I here? Can am I here? I'm just saying though. I mean, and, and listen, I'm only asking the question because I think it's a decent debate to have. And it, it, what's the harm in talking about it and and saying like, what's Aye. the point? There's all fucking agreeing with the same thing all the time. I'm asking I think, why. I'm fucking going to tell you why. You haven't let me to have a chance, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think, in my opinion, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of David, and he comes in here, he actually says he's wrapping with the ball at his feet. I kind of disagree with that. I think that's one Do you of know who else is strong points. Shite with the ball at his feet? Bobo Baldi. Bobo wasn't a football player. He was shite. See, in terms right, of Ross, we going? ability. Uh, <laughs> Kid. Could but, you Bobo could in, in, but you could, could Bobo have played in Angie's style? Probably not. But like I say, it's a different style of player. You'd still hate him, though, eh? Aye, you would give him the chance. You certainly wouldn't uh, be right well, in half just because I don't, think, oh. Aye, well, that, this is the, the thing I've got. I, I, I don't think Bobo Baldy would completely fit into the way Ange plays. But if you ask me, would I want Bobo Baldy to sign for an Ange Celtic team? Then the answer's aye every day of the week. I don't care if he can play the style or no, he can defend. Exactly. Aye, but then defend. that take that, that takes away from the whole principle side of Vance. He said it before. He's not going to sign someone for the sake of it. He's not going to keep someone for the sake of past kind of glories. Julian, yeah, of course, was a, a fantastic defender. He scored some vital goals, League Cup final, Lazio. You can rhyme off the sheet he's done. He's won a league title, cups and stuff for Sally Football Club. But in the tactics, I'm not down him as a player. I'm not. I still think he's a solid defender. He's a great box defender. He can pass the ball. He's good at that. He's good technical ability. But he doesn't have the speed to push up in the halfway line. He looked laboured. I know it's pre-season, John, before you say again. I, I know that. It's pre-season, but he's had... Stephen. But listen, but listen. <laughs> he's, ha- he's had, since he's come back from his injury in the, in the last part of last season, to get fit, keep going and continue that trend. He doesn't look fit one bit. He looks laboured. He needs games. He needs but, games. Can, he's I, only can, I, can I finish a point? Can I finish a point? Right, aye. Go for it, Stephen. And I just don't think I just don't think that he, he's quick enough. Yes, as a defender in an individual sense, he's a great defender, but for the style of this is where I'm merely coming from. For the style of play, Ross, that Anz plays, he will not suit it. Likewise, Urigini, he, he does have the speed, but he's absolutely honking, in my opinion, on the ball. He he was caught out loads of times in that game against Rapid Vienna. And someone brought up Burnaby as well, but we'll not get into him because he's only there to come into the country, give him oh, a chance right, to settle. Okay, but, so... It's what, what's, what's your opinion, Ross? Well, I, I think that I, I don't agree. I think Julian is is good enough still to play for Celtic. Whether he, he should play before Starfield, I'm not sure. But I think at the moment he need. Let's see. Don't know. Don't know. But I, I think he needs games, right? I've been asking him, asking for him to get a chance. This is the best point, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been asking for him to get a chance uh, to get games. I understand that he couldn't be given that towards the tail end of last season when he came back, but I want him to get minutes in pre-season. He needs to get his fitness up, and the only way he can do that is by getting minutes. It was the same last season. I'm no hanging just at you, Stephen. There was a lot of guys getting on James Forrest back. James Forrest needed minutes, he needed games of football, he couldn't be given it, and that's how any time he did come in, he looked unfit, he looked laboured, because he, he wasn't fit, he wasn't match fit, he was ready to play football, 
But he wasn't match fit. You get match fit by playing games. And that's Absolutely. what James Forrest needs. That's what Chris Julian needs. And then, I've no, without the benefit of hindsight, I think once, if, when he does get that, if Ange wants to keep him, I think he could be a very, very good player for Celtic. Right now, if everybody was fit, Starfield's got the jersey, absolutely no doubt about it. The, the, the partnership he built up with CCV was there for all to see towards the end of the season. They were the, the best defence in the league. But for me, I think Julian can still play a big part, the same as Turnbull in this squad going forward. Again, if we get rid of him, we're left with Urugide. We're left with Stephen Welsh. And again, I say it, Stephen Welsh has not put a foot wrong, but is he the level we need going into Europe, etc.? Probably not. It's no slanting him. It's just where he is at the minute. If we get rid of Julian, a £7 million player who has got qualities that you have just said on this pod, Stephen, all the qualities he possesses, to get another defender into our team of that quality, I think is very difficult. I think we've actually said that about Carter Vickers, made the argument for why he was a massive signing and needed to be signed because the type of player he was, it's difficult to, to get that into the team. Celtic have struggled for years to get that type of player. And and I think it would be the same. It would be difficult to replace Julian in the squad. And I think, for me, I, I think we should keep him and see see if he can oust Starfelt. If he can't oust Starfelt, then Starfelt's doing everything right, in my opinion. Aye, I 100% agree. And again, just to reiterate, I, I'm not down on Julian as a player. I'm just merely no, coming know. from a, tac- a tactics point of view. And John, Egyptian King comes in here with a great point. Urigidi's <laughs> uncomfortable right back. We should def- definitely test him out in pre-season at centre defensive mid and see if he gets on because there's a player in there. What do you think about that? If that experiment happened, would you be for that one? I would try it. I mean, I, I would also try him at, at centre-half. He's played centre-half quite a lot as well. And, I mean, you can see with his size, he, he's solid, right? And it, there was play, like some of the tackles, he, he, maybe his first touch wasn't great, but he, he fought for some of the balls, the second balls, and he, he was absolutely bullying some of the guys. He's, he's strong. Um, he's, he's, he's got the size to, to sort of hold his in against anybody really and if you and if you follow him on any social media and all that the guy's constantly working to improve and better himself and like I said he just needs a chance and I think there's definitely a player there you can see it through any games that you have watched him previously highlights him like there's a player there so I playing him in a centre defensive midfield is I mean it, w- it would be an experiment certainly but I mean what, at this point what have you got to lose and pre-season this is what pre-season's for for trying things like that out I just want to say as well, somebody mentioned in the comments, uh, Welsh uh, probably no being Celtic standard, and I would agree to a certain extent. I, I said the same about Greg Taylor as well. Like, see, in terms of like SPFL level, I think Welsh should do a job, no bother. And, it's, and that Celtic side, I think he's solid. And with, with this season coming up, if, when you've got six games guaranteed, in a Champions League and you've got cup games coming up and Andrew's going to want to rotate and because we play a high tempo, high press and, and, and you're, we never stop, as we're always hearing as well, these guys are going to get tired. So guys like Welsh are going to be perfect to come in and and, and, and play a role and in, in like, to, like, to maybe give somebody's legs at rest, for example. So, I mean, I think in terms of that respect, I think he's, he's alright, he's safe, but I, he's... he's it's, it's just one of the things. There's a lot of things we could do, and there's a lot of positions that players you could move players in and out of different positions. Like we've talked about, uh, um Hatati as well. He did he not play left back? Like he, he, that he's got that. Yeah, he used to play. You thought he was a left back. Well, when he first signed, because <laughs> that that was the sort of you tell. But he's played left back. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what Ange has done is he's building a team with players who can play. A variety of different positions, so we're never going to be stuck. We're not going to be like it was with Cal McGregor at left back against I oh. under Lennon and that uh, a couple of scenes ago, where you had players just being flung into, out of position for the sake of it, and you're like, that isn't going to happen under Ange because I think no matter who, if you get an injury, you've got somebody who can come in or you can you can make adjustments to the squad in order to play that. But we've never seen these guys play it, so you 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 could turn around and say, oh, it's potentially a risk. To, to play 
like a Hatati at left back, for example. Let's just say something happens and we've no left backs, scales his way, etc. You can try it. We know he plays there, but it, it's a risk. So, aye, going back to the original point, uh, it's not like me to deviate. The <laughs> Go back to the original point. Uh, when, when somebody like Urugiri, and like I'm a fan, and I think I think there's definitely a player there. So, aye, there's no risk and there's no harm in trying him in pre-season in a centre defensive midfield. Can I see it happening? Probably not. I would probably I think he's more suited to a centre back than a, a, a defensive mid. But it remains to be seen. I think. I do, obviously, I wish Urigini and Julian Weld their new clubs when that happens before the end of this transfer window. That's a wee bit better. <laughs> Brown, I, I understand what you're saying, Brown. I'm, I'm not saying specifically that these, these guys done, like, it, Lennon's only one that was guilty. Like, I'm talking about managers prior to Ange didn't have backups in these positions. We never had depth like we've got now. And the point I'm making is Ange now seems to be signing players who they're not just suited to one particular role. They've got many strings on their bow, so to speak. So you've got a player who can maybe shift for like left to right in the defence, like left bank. Uh, like Juranovic, he can play left back, he can play right back. Uh, Hatati, he, he can play that sort of midfield role or he can play left back. You've got your strikers who can play across all the front three. I'm just talking about in terms of depth, it's a lot different and we're not in a position where we were in previous seasons. Yeah, I think as well, McGregor played on the left-hand side of the midfield three before against Rangers and some of them games under Rodgers for his work rate and things. So it can work in some instances playing the outside of position, but not left-back from McGregor, no way. Egyptian King comes in. We all wrote Ralston off and Lukai made his either words. I think Uruguay will do the same. And David Ferguson made an interesting oh, comment. Oh. David Fer- Ferguson in the comments made an interesting one saying that uh, Bosan Lawell, the film McGinley corrected me on, he's in the comments as well, that he thinks he's even ahead of Welsh and Legs of Uruguay at centre back, would, would you agree with what you've seen of him? Me? Yeah. Um, well, I only seen him briefly in the first friendly, uh, because I, I only seen like part of that. And but what I did see him, he looked quite assured and confident on the ball, which would obviously suit Angie's style. Um, I don't know if he's quite... It's hard to say because I've not seen enough of him, but he's maybe not quite ready yet. He's, he's still... What, what age is he? He's only 19, I think. He's 19. young, like. It, listen, it, he, he certainly could make the step up at some point. Will it be this season? Probably not. But then it depends on... and Well, put it this way, if we get rid of Julian, he, he could be... He could make the step up and come into the... the like the the squads, if you like, I'm not even to be a starter. But at the moment, you would have to say Julian probably wouldn't be a starter. So if Julian goes, he might be the guy that makes a step up for the B squad. If Julian stays, you you, you might find it Lawell or Law, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> he, he might he might spend another season in the B team. Where we kind of sprinklings of getting in our match day squads. Yeah. Uh, maybe for cup games just to keep him in amongst it sort of thing but again it all depends it, see that's the thing it, we all like the, the transfer rumours and stuff but you like to get to the end of that window and be yeah. settled and know exactly going forward who your squad's going to be yeah I think we are forgetting as well the likes of Dan Murray he's obviously has a long term injury and hope he comes back from that fitting well he could fit in there for a couple of games this season. And you look at the kind of the baseline, John, you've got the likes of Julianne, for example. You've got Carter Victor Starfelt as like the, the main experienced defenders that we'll have. Do you think, just to kind of round off this kind of debate, a centre-back is another area that we need to target and sign a strength and depth in? Uh, that, that depends entirely on any your outcomes. Like I say, is it, if, if, you, if you retain Julian, um, then I'm fully... I'm fully confident that he'll fight for a place and he'll push Starfelt and CCV for a, for a starting spot. And like I say, you've got to like say Urigidi who can play centre-back as well. And again, if like, these boys are given the chance, I don't think we need to sign a centre-back. There's other areas I would like to see us improve first and foremost. Um, but I, and By the way, that's a shout, Alistair. We've not seen William, that William would like that. Exactly. And, uh, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. 
<laughs> but it's another player we've not seen that much in when we had seen him last year in pre-season he looked decent and and by all accounts i don't see why these guys can't have a role uh, at the club but there's there's uh, there's other areas i feel that we should be focusing on i don't think set of defense is one of them unless of course you've got the like say if you decide urugidi is not going to be the man uh, and julian leaves then i bring somebody in and i'm sure that there's contingencies in place where uh, Ange's got names ready and, and stuff like that lined up just in case anything like that happens. But I don't see it's a, a priority at this point anyway. Yeah, I think Egyptian King comes in here, Ross. I seen you pointing out about Ben Davis, and I mean I get that Ben Davis was linked last season. He got us moved to Liverpool and things, but I mean once bitten twice shy. That type of thing. He didn't come the first time. He was guaranteed first team football. I think it'd be kind of good going back in for him again that he rejected us the first time, regardless of what club he went to. Um. I've not really got an issue with him doing what he done because who he went to it was Liverpool. I mean, uh, yeah, but he, he wasn't guaranteed he, football there though. He was no, guaranteed I, football. I, think, I understand that, but I mean, maybe he believed in his own ability and thought I, I can make the I can break into that first team. I mean, if you're given the opportunity to go to Liverpool, one of the the top teams in Europe certainly at this moment in time, it's hard to knock it back. So I understand why he done it. Um, but again, now with hindsight, he probably feels a bit daft. But he, he maybe believed, he, he's maybe got like, a lot of self-confidence, believed he could make the step. He hasn't. But again, it's it's a shout for a player to come in. But I go back to it. Only, if, only I, I think, I don't think we need to prioritise a centre-back unless Julian goes. Then you're talking about that. But at the moment, Julian's there. So for me, that is not the t- the top priority. Ah, fair enough. I was going to show um Kaiser's comment there, but he went a bit full hander like didn't he? As <laughs> a cracker, though. <laughs> right up, I comment right up your street, Stephen. Can I can I say as well? Just talking about sort of defensive options. If if we know just signed or on the verge of signing that left back for uh, Saint Mirren. um the young boy as is well. Is he not a midfielder that lad? Dylan Dylan Reid. Dylan Reed, uh, Dylan Reed. I thought he was a left back. Sorry. Um, Aye. So was in either, <laughs> in either case, though, I mean, <laughs> it shows that we're still signing young guys, and they uh, like. I think we, other clubs that were chasing that boy was, uh, I think Rangers were after him as well. But Benfica was another one, so he's obviously rated. I don't know too much about him to be perfectly no. honest, but I just thought I'd bring it up. It's good to kind of boost, obviously. It'd be probably straight into the B team in terms of for development, but again. Me personally, I know you guys are going to laugh, but I would go for Porteous or Mugabe. I, I like them too. I think they're good defenders. Like that, that's the I would bring them in yeah. and give them a shot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I do. I think Abraham Porteous has the potential to be good if he kind of cut that ill discipline out of his out of his game because he's quick. He can play a pass and he's a leader. And he's he's Hibs captain this season or he's captain in a few games anyway in preseason. But... Stephen Welsh. I, yeah, I think so, Stephen Welsh. I think I he's better Stephen. I think, well, I think he 100% does that. I don't even fucking think he is. <laughs> that's right. That's fair enough. That's your opinion. I'm just saying. But, John, just to kind of move into this midweek game here against Banik Ostrava, I think I'm close to that pronunciation, but anyone wants to correct me, fair in. And we're led to believe it's going to be a nearly a sold-out game. Their ultras are sold out. Obviously, their sex and the fans are piling in. I think Paul Sokol referred to this as well against Rapid Vienna. He liked to see the crowd there out of intensity instead of feeling like the normal kind of domain pre-season game, passing the ball around like a training exercise. This, for me, gets the players up to speed more quicker. How big, how, big is this, how big is the stadium, though? It's 15,000, I think. Right. It's still... It's, it's still no, I thought you were going to tell me to say, like, oh, like there's some sort of pub team where, like, 2,000 are sold out to 2,000 <laughs> seats or something. I was like, well... <laughs> But no, I, I, listen. I don't know anything about this team, and, and I, I'm, I'm again. It's, it's a game that we should be going into. Result doesn't matter. Just get, just get minutes in your legs, man. Get your 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 match fitness up. Get that sharpness back. I expect we'll win. But what do you want me to say about it? I don't. I can't even. I don't even know who the fuck this team is. I can't even pronounce the name either. So I'm not even going to try. I was wanting oh, to oh, emphasise how good a crowd is for the players, for the atmosphere, for the pre-season field, but not as sure. shove it up your arse, John. I'll go to Ross. Uh, I should comment on it. I said how many fans is it? I will. Uh, I thought you were going to say. So I, I thought you were going to tell me that he is. Like, he just rips you apart, like two, two try his guy in the planet. 
<laughs> but no, I mean, I fans obviously make an atmosphere. Can I question that? Do you what? think fans? Ross, do you think fans help? Help me out. Help me out, John, Ross. You know, John's trier. John's trier than the Rangers fans at Europa League final. I'm sweating and everything. <laughs> sweating. Ross, just coming I'll, to you. Do you think fans add to the atmosphere? No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's not entirely what I fucking mean, and you know that. You know, fine, rightly, that's not what I meant. But I'm going to leave it there because fuck me, he gets took off in all angles here. <laughs> Quickly score and as we always say, first half lineup prediction for this fucking this game. Oh, um, do they play in the same? Uh, yeah, the same. Yeah, the same league. The as same league Rapid. as Rapid Vienna. Um, lineup. Uh, I think. Well, it was Hart and Bain that featured, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, probably it might be Seagrass that, that starts and goal. Uh, I think it will be. CCV, uh, Julian might start. Um, fuck knows. Is is Ralston fit? Is he fit? Yeah, not yeah. Apparently he's fit. Aye, uh, we'll go with him. We'll go with Taylor, midfield three. Uh, McGregor. Maybe Idiguchi, McGregor and O'Reilly. Front three, Forrest, Jota, Giacomacus. And score prediction? Uh, 3-1 Celtic. Like Egyptian king. And John, yourself, about being a dick. Score line up prediction. <laughs> <laughs> like Ross, man, we could sit and name anybody and it could yeah. potentially be right. I think... Like Ross, I agree. Seagrass might start because Hearts started both the last two, and then Seagrass and Bain uh, have 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 had the had the the half bit. So I think Seagrass is probably a shout to start. Um, fucking, I'd, I'd, listen, I'd, it could be anybody. I'd like to see Urigidi at centre half way with Carter Vickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the situation with Juranovic, but if he's if he's fit. Or whatever the case is, then maybe get him because he's not featured yet. Um, Greg Taylor at left back. I mean, fucking hell, and just rhyming half players. But does score to your score prediction there? You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you put every day sleep? Four nine. <laughs> I mean, you're asking, you're asking for a preseason fucking friendly. You're going. Who do you, who do you think you start lineup when? Just a The first oh. half, but sure. Well, we can't get a lot of you, John. You're kind of rebranding yourself as a dickhead, so Mon- everyone knows Mon- that. Monty, that, that's 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 green. Oh man! Right, just, I'll go with next time I'm on views. I'm going to bring a fucking whistle. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Segris, like yourself. I'll go. Juranovic to play a part. I'll go. Carter Vickers, and I'll go. Lawell beside him. Burnaby to start. Cal McGregor, Hatate O'Reilly, Mieta Jada. And Kyogo to start this time, and I'll go four-one to Celtic. And I was corrected in the comments. This team is from the Czech Republic, so there we go. And a fifteen thousand seater. But before we go, John, remind the the viewers and stuff. Obviously, people will catch up of the changes in the channel just before we head off. I so hey, I, I just as I, I sort of touched on at the start of the podcast, we've obviously had a thousand subscribers now. So a massive thanks to everybody who's continued to support us. All the new guys that have come in. Uh, we've noticed our sort of viewers have increased and there's a lot more sort of interaction uh, in the chat and that as well and it's fantastic for us to see because like I say we're not like other podcasts and that we don't we don't we don't try to be we're no professionals and that we're just six Fuck, boys who are not talking about it. Nah, of course we're not we're not, we're, 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 we're not we've never claimed to be but listen it, uh, we, we love this we love just talking about Celtic we love a bit of debate as well we're no that sort of cut and dry, like the same fucking, we all agree in the same sort of thing. We like a bit of debate. We argue with one another, like fuck. It's, it's we're just <laughs> we're just normal guys. Uh, in terms of the actual channel itself, though, like I said, uh, everything that we do is always going to be free. We're never going to ask for money, or we're never going to charge for anything. Um, but there's because we've had a thousand subscribers, we've got the opportunity for partnership now. And if anybody can afford it and is happy to support the the podcast, there's opportunity to do that through this the sort of membership options where you can sign up ninety nine pence a month. It's the the lowest it's set at. So again, 
we're not expecting it, we're not asking for it, but if you do it, thanks, because we'd reinvest everything back into this uh, to get Stephen a new camera and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's... it's... <laughs> so, aye, listen, uh, and we, we say it all the time, but it, it means a lot to us that you guys come and yep. spend your Monday nights and Friday nights or whatever we are and uh, I oh and and we done that on Sunday. We, we clashed with the boys of us. Uh, apologies for that. There was mix up in terms of slots for us as well because everybody's got stuff on. We can't. Sometimes these things can't be helped. We done a Champions League special episode. YouTube decided to block it because we used the Champions League theme in this all uh, as part of the intro. Um, it's being disputed, but if you've got Spotify, Apple, whatever podcast, you can listen to that episode on there anyway. But hopefully, it's back up on YouTube soon. 100%. And David Ferguson kind of rounds it up here, Ross. How boring would it be if we all agreed? I actually really enjoyed that debate tonight. Have you, have you yourself enjoyed it? I have. It was great. Great laugh as well. Uh, and just watching you two going at it. It's <laughs> superb, man. I don't, know how, I don't know how you couldn't like that. Oh, that was good, man. That <laughs> nah, was good. really enjoyed it. And it, Obviously, the guys in the, the comments and that, are, it seems like they're enjoying it too. It's, it's a bit different for, like John says, everybody just agreeing, uh, and aye, that's it. 100%. That's what, <laughs> again, appreciate all the support and all the comments, all the interaction. We'll be back on Friday with the reaction to the game on Wednesday. Hopefully it's a positive result and not much talking points about the centre defence or else John will explode. But until next time, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. Do it, do it.